Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to Micrograins for growers and consumers. I'm your host, Lisa Welsh, coming at you from Vitality Farms Company in Lakeland, Florida. Today's episode, which is season two, episode 10, I believe, we are kind of digressing into the topic of microgreens. Are they toxic or helpful for man's best friend? Well, they're a little bit of both. What do you mean it's not an answer? Haven't you learned anything yet? Nobody ever really gives you a definitive answer. Usually it's a little bit of a gray area. That's life. So, this came about as we were talking about Sorrel last week. Because Sorrel leaves are safe for humans to eat. However, the plant does contain soluble oxalates that are toxic to dogs, cats, cats, <laughs> cats and horses. Ingestion of small amounts of sorrel typically just causes a gastrointestinal upset. You know, their tummies are upset. But eating large amounts and of frequent ingestion can cause twitching, weakness, seizures, and irregular heartbeats in animals. That's kind of crazy, right? And look, maybe you're thinking, look, microgreens are for humans. They're not for pets. Dude, let me tell you, as a grower of microgreens, my animals consume microgreens. Um, they don't consume sorrel, but sunflowers, mm, it's the only microgreen my dogs will eat. They don't even eat wheatgrass, but they love their sunflowers. As a matter of fact, I think I have a video on my Facebook, I think so, of Maya uh, just eating the heck out of some microgreens. Um, it was quite funny. So that got me thinking, if sorrel could be toxic to my dog, I better make sure I know what else could be toxic to my dog. You know, you don't know what you don't know until you know what you don't know. So, I have a list of, I think it's 10, um, 10 or 11 different fruits and vegetables that are toxic for dogs. And look, yep, I'm definitely, whatever you want to call, I'm picking just the dogs. I'm not worried about the cats. Call me a, I don't know, whatever you want to call me, but I like dogs. And because I want to know what my own pets, I did my own research. If you have cats or horses or whatever and you want to do the research, dude, feel free to call me and tell me what's going on. And then I can let everyone else know. But currently, I have a lot going on my plate, so I only did the research for my animals. So today, we know that grapes and raisins, dude, can you believe it? Grapes and raisins are not healthy for dogs. Do you know why? They can cause irreversible kidney damage, depending on the size of the dog and how much they ingest. So typically speaking, you want to take your dog to the vet straight away if they eat grapes and raisins. Okay. There's a little bit of debate over item two. Item two, avocados. Mmm, they're delicious. Why avocados? Well, it's kind of debatable. But typically speaking, if you want to be an uber-protective great pet mommy or daddy, then you want to make sure you avoid giving any part of this fruit to your dog, including the stone in the middle and the skin, because they can cause breathing problems, sickness, and diarrhea. So while like the fruit of it itself doesn't really harm the dog, it's just a better idea to just avoid it altogether because I don't know about your dogs, but my dogs will just go after something if they like it. So then you're then Fido done grabbed 
the middle and the skin and now he's got diarrhea and who's gonna clean up all that crap not me so um, the other thing is you do not want to feed feed your dog any seeds or stones so no apple cores um, no fruits with like apples cherries plums peaches um, they can contain cyanide so they can be very harmful for your dog and even fatal how do those get cyanide I have no idea but I know what I know based on what I read the other number four mushrooms I know mushrooms are awesome typically your ordinary mushrooms are gonna be all right wild mushrooms can be poisonous but I mean you should know they're right but if they're not poisonous they can also encourage diarrhea vomiting and restlessness so if your dog eats a bunch of wild mushrooms also take them to the vet nuts yep nuts number five is nuts because you need to avoid giving your dog nuts every different variety can cause different symptoms and effects and some can be fatal to your dog the particularly bad ones are considered brazil nuts walnuts pecans pistachios macadamia and peanuts I don't know about you guys, but my dogs have totally eaten nuts. They were all okay, but they have totally eaten nuts. My mother, I just have a little, a little nut dish, I guess. She likes to put cashews in it, and peanuts, and it just sits on the table, and you just put your hand in and grab a few nuts. And I definitely know upon occasion or two, those dogs have eaten those nuts. Number six, unripe tomatoes. While ripe tomatoes are generally okay, unripe tomatoes and tomato plants can be harmful. They contain something called, hang on, it's tomatine, which can cause damage to the nervous system, kidney, and digestive tract. So if you grow your own, make sure they are fenced off from your furry little friends. Number seven, onions and garlic. In appropriate quantities, garlic can be good for your dog, right? But if they eat way too much garlic or onions or chives, it can be harmful and can destroy your dog's red blood cells. But this is the same with everything else. A little bit. Moderation is okay. Excess, not good. So, be careful there. Alright, number eight. Not necessarily something you're going to find like every day in your house, but you should find it around Christmas time because I don't know about you, but I put it in all of my eggnog. Nutmeg. Nutmeg can cause tremors, seizures, and death in dogs. So, just make sure your dog doesn't, you know, eat all the nutmeg as you're trying to make the eggnog. Or don't put anything like like Jim Beam in your eggnog and then you will be out of it and you won't catch a dog eating all the nutmeg. You know what I'm saying? Number nine kind of shocked me though. Because I don't like to think this should be on any not eat list ever. I think this should be on the excessively eat list all the time. Broccoli. As you know, broccoli has so many health benefits for us and our families. But broccoli can actually irritate a dog's stomach. So, well, typically that's not bad. Your dog has gas. It's okay. But in certain breeds, it's really not, it really could be harmful. So since I don't know what kind of dog you have, I just put it on the list. I'd rather be overcautious than not cautious enough. Number 10, rhubarb. Ah. Rhubarb can be toxic to the dogs. Um, for the same reasons. Digestive, or I mean, sorry, damage to the nervous system, kidneys, and digestive tracts. Um... So, you know, don't let your dog be stuck in the vegetable patch. 
You know, keep an eye on them. Number 11. Potatoes. It's not the potatoes themselves that you have to worry about, but it is the potato plant. The plant contains solanine, which can cause a variety of complaints, including diarrhea, vomiting, and confusion. So, here's the thing. Most of these things, some of them may potentially kill your dog, and it's going to depend on what kind of size of dog you have, and what they eat, and how much, and all that good stuff. Same thing with chocolate. Chocolate's not going to, like, make your dog keel over tomorrow, but, I mean, like, in five seconds, but it will if your dog eats, like, ten pounds, and your dog only weighs, like, two. So, you have to honestly just keep watching dogs. But it is interesting to know that some of these effects that can happen to dogs. Because I can't tell you how many people I run into who don't know one thing. When your pets are outside, your cats, your dogs, whatever dog, Fido's out there, and they're eating your grass. You know they do that because they have an upset stomach. But did you ever stop to think that you don't actually know what's in your grass? Well, what do you mean? What I mean is all the pesticides, all the stuff that's been sprayed in our, in our yards, all the soil quality that exists on this planet, right? Our soil is definitely fighting us back at this point, okay? That's why the departments of agriculture are doing all these cover crops, and they're trying to get talking about soil health, and they give out all this money to try to help farmers improve the soil. Well, why are they doing all that? Because if the soil becomes infarmable, how are we going to eat? So, the one thing we have to wonder is well, why do they have so many problems with the soil? Because there's been so much stuff sprayed on our planet, on our land for so long. It may not have been you. It may not have been a hundred years ago. I can't even tell you. But I can tell you that for a lot of people, a large part of the planet, there's been stuff sprayed on their property or on their land that they didn't necessarily do. Toxins, poisons, and now their dogs are going out there and they're eating the grass and they're consuming that. So... If your dog likes to eat grass, you should pick up some wheatgrass, kids. Send me a message. I'll send one to you. I want to make sure my dogs are okay. So, just be mindful of that. So, so why does this happen though, right? Well, one reason. A dog's digestive tract is shorter than a human's. As carnivores, they've adapted to eat mostly animals and animal byproducts. The nutrients from these foods are more effect efficient and require less conversion. So that's why most plant foods require some kind of pre-processing to break down the cell walls for proper digestion. Well, what do you mean? I mean that if you think about us growing microgreens, the quality of the soil we grow plants in is directly affects the overall nutrition your dog receives. It makes sense that plants can only create certain nutrients or a certain amount of nutrients in any given proper part of the life cycle based on the proper nutrient of the soil itself. But have we stopped to consider the implications of what life stage the plant is in and how that affects its nutrition? So that's kind of what we did. We just kind of borderline, we're a little cautious, but kept it pretty simple. What about when the plant is using different stages of energy? for maybe reproduction or any of those life stages. Well, basically, different life stages require different types of preparation before giving vegetables to your dog. At about the stage of microgreens, they would recommend that they, meaning 
um, vets, veterinarians would recommend that you should puree um, your vegetables in the microgreen stage for your dog. For the highest bioavailability, should puree, pur God, I can't speak, should puree them to give them the highest bioavailability for your dog. Now, again, let me just say this too, because this I found funny. So as I was reading a different article, they were talking about the nutritional benefits. Like, when would you want to give your animal um, vegetables? And guess what? Y'all, it's the same in dogs as it is in us. Four to 40 times more nutritious than their adult counterparts. Super effective, super nutrient-dense. This is when you want to eat your vegetables. Why would you ever want to let your vegetables get beyond two weeks old? Just saying. Even the vets agree. So, that is our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure it was not um, painfully long. Because, you know, I'm trying to keep everything short, light, and sweet. But, if you guys need anything, let me know. You know how to find me. If you don't, well, then hit me up on one of my social medias and you'll find out how to find me. Um, and I hope you guys have a happy growing time. And I'll be back next week to talk to you. I think I, uh, we back, we're back on Sorrel. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great time. Bye.